All right. First things first, you know what has to be mentioned before anything else. Um, <laughs> Draymond Green. It has to be done. Um, initial thoughts. I know you've seen the video and apparently 38 million people have seen it on Twitter. Um, it's crazy. Talk about going viral before the season starts. Not mad at it. Um, Draymond Green clocked, punched, whatever word we want to use. Uh, Jordan Poole, I know, you know, we want to keep it basketball and stuff. But at the same time, we have responsibility of addressing what happened. So what are your initial thoughts on everything that has um, taken place in the Bay? <laughs> in the Bay. Uh, I mean, my initial thoughts when I first heard about the situation was it was kind of like, all right, well, you know, Draymond Green's an enforcer. You know, guys on the team, they get a little out of hand and stuff like that. But you kind of need those guys on a championship caliber team. So it is what it is. You take the good with the bad. But then that was before the video came out. Then after the video, I'm like, all right, now. It's kind of crazy. Like, he really tried to sleep this man. Like, you know, he stumbled. Thank God he stumbled because if he didn't stumble, he would have – Jordan Poole could have been laid out on the floor. So it's just kind of like that's my initial reaction to the video. And it's sad. It's unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, I don't see how they recover from this. Because as a man, personally, if I'm in that locker room and we're in practice, every time I think about it, <laughs> we, we, we about to fight so it's just kind of like it's, it's you're, 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 you're saying if you're Jordan Poole if I'm Jordan, no, if I'm Jordan like, Poole like every time we're in practice every time I think about it we're, we're throwing hands because you don't I don't, I don't think I don't think that's, that's the case because someone with that mentality I don't think they would have pushed Draymond Green you know my thing is I wanted to hear the audio the, 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 the yeah. video the visual was crazy it was kind of wacky but something had to have been said that, that's the part that and again, I don't know what was said, but obviously with the video being on silent, being on mute, it's like, okay, well, damn. Yeah. Draymond Green just punched the hell out of his teammate. That's the headline. Yeah. But as you know, and as I'm sure a lot of people know, sometimes that audio is the trigger. Okay. What gets trash. said is the... See, trash see, again, trash talking is one thing, but we don't know that. So yeah. that's the part that's unclear. It's clear as day that Draymond Green punched him and Jordan Poole fell. Very simple. But nobody knows unless, it, you know, the people at that practice are aware of what was actually said, then hey. And nothing too that's not getting talked about. Was Draymond Green not pushed? Was, was there, was, there yeah, was, so to me it seemed like there was a response. Yeah, it's a response, but you don't get it in everybody's face and then think what you think is going to happen. You walking up in, okay. in somebody's face no. where you about to can damn near kiss him on the cheek. What do you think is going to happen? But you know what though? You know what okay, like, but you know what though? With that response, you don't get in everybody's response, face like that and then expect like something's going to happen. So, okay. not going to happen. You run with that. My thing is, at the same time, you don't push no damn body and be surprised at what's going to happen. Yeah. At least Draymond, because unfortunately, again, this isn't like a, this isn't a boxing match. Jordan Poole may not have 110% expected that type of reaction. I didn't expect it at all. But at the same time, it's, it's Draymond Green. The tensions are high. If you push Bro. Draymond Green, what you think, okay, realistically, what do you think should have happened? After Draymond Green walked up to Jordan Poole, he what do you think should have happened? He could have pushed him back, what? but he, he probably should have just pushed him back. I don't think you, if that was Stephen Curry or Clay Thompson, that wouldn't have happened. And you know that wouldn't have happened. So the, the, the conversation of like, yo, you know, temp, temp, like tempers get flared all the time. Like I've been in practices. I've been in situations. But it never gets to that point where like, yo, you push somebody, all right, you know, that's where your team is supposed to like come together. That's also Golden State Warriors' fault because ain't nobody walk up to Jordan Poole or Draymond to try to like de-escalate the situation. So that, that lets me know one thing. It's just like, Either this shit happens all the time with Draymond or, yeah, and they value him. It's like, all right, this is Draymond being Draymond or people feel something towards Jordan Poole. Because damn, let me tell you something. If that was Stephen Curry or Klay Thompson, 
that situation that happened, I guarantee you teammates would have been stepping in. So it's just kind of like, those are two questions. We don't know the oh. audio. We haven't heard anything, like you said, because we don't know what happened. But at the same time, it's just like, he pushed him. If you watch the audio, he pushed him. And I was like, yo, like really like get out of my space. It wasn't this thing of like, yo, he was really trying to like go at Draymond Green. So it's just like, if you watch the audio, he's literally turned, after he pushed him, it's like, all right, man, whatever. Like he's literally turned and then here comes Draymond. So it's like, come on now. We've seen the audio. Yeah, all right. You know, you know what it is too is because Draymond has had such a bad, um, you know, quote unquote reputation and the way he's looked at over the course of his career. And so this is more of like Draymond, Draymond being Draymond. And to your point about if it was Steph or Clay, first things first, that wouldn't have happened because again, I don't think Stephen or Clay would have said anything that would encourage Draymond to do that. And again, we don't know if I don't know if Jordan Poole said anything, and if he did, either way, and also too, Draymond wouldn't have done that. Draymond wouldn't have approached, let alone punch, but he wouldn't have approached Steph or Clay. I don't know, man. Now, again, he, 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 been on, he been on the court. He was, he was. Draymond juiced. Green is not punching Steph Curry in the face. He was jabbing. We're not going to, I'm not going to entertain that. LeBron. Like, in, in, the, in the heat of the you, moment. So I don't know what he's, if, I don't know if what he's If Draymond Green were to punch Stephen Curry in the face, he would no longer be on the Warriors. That's probably true. Let, 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 That's let, he, he would not put all that at, at risk. And again, he's smart. Quite as kept as people want to talk about the physicality and all that, he's a, he's a dog, intensity and all that. Nobody's, Draymond is still smart. So obviously not. he got he let the emotions get the best of him, but I don't think he would have put himself in that much of danger and say, like, all right, Steph talking crazy? Let me and again, also, I don't think Stephen would have pushed Draymond. Cause Steph probably knows what it is. Nobody's face. Like that's you you don't walk up into somebody's face. You know, that's less than you less than a man if you just okay. let that slide. That's not how it works. Like that's that's crazy. Okay, so what, all right, so what what should have what should Draymond have Draymond done? Shouldn't have, because Draymond, Draymond should have punched should, him. Draymond, Draymond should have walked up he, to he him. Have, what should Draymond he, have done? He should have never approached him in that situation. You don't go and like go and approach somebody and get all in their face. Like you're you're looking for something. You're looking for something. That's what happened. If it's whatever okay, the audio okay. is, wherever the audio is, unless they didn't say anything about personally about your family or something, it never gets to that situation. No matter what. Trash talking is trash talk. Unless they said something really about your family or your kids, everything that everybody knows that are two things that are off limits. It should never get to that point. It really shouldn't. So that's my so situation. Let me ask some, if you had to guess, because we can't assume, if you had to guess, right, what do you think made Draymond walk up to Jordan Poole? What, what was it? Do you think it was just overall frustration? Do you think it was something that Jordan said? Do you think that Draymond Green had enough? Because that's, to me, is the part that I feel like is 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 getting forgotten or, or not talked about. Something had to Draymond have happened. Is a, 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 where, Draymond's a player in the locker room that's an enforcer. Draymond's a guy that's a leader as well. Draymond's a guy that will say what your teammates may not want to say, but everybody's thinking. So we saw that with the Kevin Durant situation where he told Kevin Durant, like, yo, we don't need you. We won without you. He told Kevin Durant that this is Kevin Durant, arguably to me, you know, a top 10 player of all time. To me, a top five, top five talent this world has ever, this game of basketball has ever seen. So he told Kevin Durant that. So it could have been on the guise of something like, yo, you feeling yourself like you ain't this, that you, you still pup. You got to put your, you still got to earn some more stripes. It could have been something like that. And Jordan Poole could have you know, probably said something to Draymond, like, yo, like, da-da-da, whatever the case may be. That's probably my initial, like, reaction of, of what I think probably happened. And Draymond is just like, well, like, you know, if I could tell Kevin Durant this, who the hell is Jordan Poole to, like, 
come at me and really say anything. You know, it's an ego thing. It's also a respect thing. It's also a legacy thing. It's also, I put my time in. I've been a part of creating a, a dynasty with the Golden State Warriors. And it's just kind of like, I've earned that respect of where, you know, you really shouldn't say anything if I'm saying something to you. That's what I think it, it was with the whole situation. So what should the Warriors do with the Draymond Green? After this Jordan Paul incident, what do you think should be the final result? Because some type of action obviously has to. He got a, he got on he he got on paid leave like a police officer, you know, doing some crazy shit. You know how that happens, and they get on paid leave. That's what the Golden State Warriors essentially did. They're like, all right, Draymond, go home. You know, let's take a. I'm gonna take a few weeks off, stuff like that. Hopefully, it calms down the press. People forget about it. Um, that's essentially what happened. Like, if I'm Jordan Poole, though, I'm going into that front office. I'm saying it's it's me or Dre. Easy. That's how you're feeling? That's how I'm feeling. Because you don't, what, what happens is you're disrespecting Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole should feel disrespected by the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my God. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of victim mentality here going on. Jordan Poole is a grown-ass man. At the end of the day, should Draymond have punched him? All that? Maybe, maybe not. That, that's up for debate. But damn, Jordan. I mean, it, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely an awkward situation. I don't know how they can respond and get back and recover from this. I definitely would feel some type of way if I was Jordan. But at the same time, I don't know if, and I know contract extensions are on the way, but it's a lot to walk into that front office and say, you know what, it's either me or him. It, ain't, it, ain't, it shouldn't be. Jordan, Jordan Poole the one up for a contract extension. It shouldn't be. Jordan Poole's arguably the second best player on the Golden State Warriors. Why shouldn't it? And that's why I said it's getting disrespectful when we talk about the Golden State Warriors. And what tends to happen is just like, you got players on the Golden State Warriors this. Like, last year was the first, probably the first time in NBA history. Um, I don't know, maybe go back in time and, you know, some people say like, this is not the first time in NBA. I could be wrong. But like, first time to me, since I've been watching the game, where a team won a championship where they were able to kind of like, develop guys and also have a core intact. And what tends to happen is kind of like when you're so used to being a top three player on your team throughout the dynasty, throughout the course of your career, and you like, you built this legacy, it's like, all right, cool. But if you look back in the situation, like, and look at last year, Draymond Green and Klay Thompson probably aren't top three players on the Golden State Warriors roster. So it's just like their ego starts to like, okay, well, you know, we have our legacy, but it's just like their ego starting to bruise a little bit because it's just kind of like, well, like we still the guys, like we helped build this dynasty and things like that. But it's just like, that's fine. But as we all know in life, it's what have you done for me lately? And going forward, if I'm Jordan Poole, I'm looking at the situation and it's like, who's more valuable for the future and the current right now? And that player is Jordan Poole. Like I said, he's arguably the second best player on the Golden State Warriors roster. So if I'm Jordan Poole, I'm going in there with that type of leverage and like, yo, it's either me or it's either Dre. Because eventually, all of them can't stay anyway. Wiggins, Poole, Clay, Draymond, they're not going to... I know the Golden State Warriors are printing money in the Bay and everybody's talking about like, yo, they're going to pay all these guys. They're not going to pay all these guys. Somebody's going to have to leave. And let me tell you something. It shouldn't be Poole. And it shouldn't be Wiggins. So it is what it is. And that's the situation that's going on. Well, the Warriors are going to need Draymond if they plan on repeating. I'm going to make that very clear. Yeah, you made the case they would need both. They, they, Poole they, and Draymond. They'll need, they'll need Poole more. 
They'll need Poolmore. Oh, okay. They're not winning a championship if Draymond Green is, isn't on the Warriors. They're, they're let's, not, let's make they're that not, clear. They're then. not winning a championship you, if Jordan Poole's not on his roster either. Eh, I don't know about I that. I do. I do. Because he's our second I, best player. Klay Thompson is not what, okay, he, what okay, he is anymore. Okay. Draymond fine, Green fine. Is, you, is like defensively in his anchor on the defensive side of the court is really great. And we know that. But it's just like that dribble handoff and stuff that he does on the offensive side of the court. You can look at like some of the statistics. I'm not an analytic guy. But it's just like when he was off the court, the Golden State Warriors offense was kind of better at times. So it's just like let's not get caught up in like his impact right now of what we've seen over the course of his career with the Golden State Warriors. We're talking about this past year. Like, who's more valuable going forward? Is it Jordan Poole or Draymond Green? It's definitely Jordan Poole, to me, without a question. I mean, like I said, we can have the conversation of who is, I guess, quote-unquote, more, but my point is they're not winning it without Draymond Green. That That's what I'm saying. The idea of Jordan Poole, very talented player. I think they're going to need him for the future and all of that. Yeah. If 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 someone says, and you if you look at the next seven years for the words, who's a better, quote-unquote, prospect? Sure, let's run with Jordan Poole. But to be very clear, there are things that Draymond Green brings to the table for the Warriors that they don't even have a, a clear replacement for. At least if you take off Jordan Poole from the, from the table, you still got guys like Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, guys that can put the ball in the hoop. Who the hell? Is guarding Jokic on, on that damn team outside of Draymond Green. Who the hell is going to be the dog on that damn team? Wiseman is going to be the okay, really okay, great okay, defensive fine, okay, anchor fine. this year if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I think he's going to be there. They got a comparison Looney, to Draymond Looney, Green. Looney, Looney in well. comparison to Draymond Looney Green. Well cool. That, is, is, is in comparison great. to Draymond Green. In comparison to Draymond Green. Let's be clear. That's just and one it side ain't of, even that, close. That's just one side of the, the basketball court. We look at what Jordan Poole does for his creation and also freeing up opportunities for the offense it's just kind of like we're forgetting like he's their, literally their best player at creating off the dribble and getting to the rim and probably finishing at the rim as well. Like we're, we're, I know that Jordan Poole's name is not as sexy as a Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins and stuff like that. But if you're watching the game and you see Jordan Poole's impact and what he does offensively, how he can also make the game much easier for Clay Thompson because you take Jordan Poole off that team, Clay Thompson's not doing that. Clay Thompson is probably. And it's, this is an important year for Klay Thompson because we know coming off the second year of an injury and stuff like that. But like, Jordan Poole, it's just like, and then it's, you probably got Andrew Wiggins, then it's probably Klay Thompson if we really being like real about certain things. So it's just kind of like you lose Jordan Poole and that threat of creation. Then you just go to Andrew Wiggins who is, you know, up and down and you look at just Klay Thompson and Klay Thompson's not guarding like he used to guard in, anyway anymore. So it's just like, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. Agreed. All so. right. Uh, cap or no cap? Cap or no cap? Victor Womanyama is the best prospect since LeBron James. Um, I'm saying probably no cap. I mean, for his hype, for us hypeness, probably yeah. Um, and we never seen a player like him before. So I'd probably say no cap. I don't think that's really too. Too hard to say. Uh, I would say Cap. Um, three names, not one, but three names come to mind. Um, and I know people get, you know react a little differently to this, but Andrew Wiggins, Ben Simmons, and Zion Williamson. Um, and, and it's always tough to say this because obviously before he gets drafted to the league, a guy, before a guy gets drafted into the league, that's when he's most hyped, right? Like, um, I think people... Like the hype around Andrew Wiggins and, and Ben Simmons, and I, and I guess now I'm speaking from a straight up high school point in time. I'm I'm, I'm a mixtape, you know, high school guy. Like rem remembering when viral 
was, was happening before viral was happening, if you will. Um, and obviously I, I know, you know, to be, you know, seven forward, to be able to shoot a three at the age of 18, have an eight foot wingspan. And again, I still, Victor is going to be a great basketball player to be very clear. Um, but when I think about just where <laughs> I guess the world was and mentioning Zion and, and, and mentioning um, Ben and, and the comparisons that Andrew Wiggins had to deal with. We've never seen a player like Victor, but I think something that should be considered is um, who he would be going up against, right? So everything that he's doing now is completely amazing. I think he can still continue to dominate at the next level, but um, I think it's it's a little bit different um, when I hear the names of Zion and Andrew well, um, and Ben. Height-wise, yeah. Are you saying hype with a P or hype? Hype, hype, hype. Oh, yeah. Because we're in America, so it's just kind of like, I've, of course... <clears throat> of course things are going to be a little different if you think about because we're in America it's just kind of like we saw like Zion Williamson and even you know Ben Simmons is from Australia and we know Andrew Wiggins from Canada but those guys were still close enough on the scene to playing in you know American gyms yeah. and stuff like that so it was a little bit more easier to, to gravitate towards them than it is to Victor Wimiana. Um, but like you said on the court wise I mean like we never seen anything like Victor Wimbiana. and I'm talking about like even you know like LeBron James, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like for like a prospect standpoint, like we never seen a seven four guy that can do the things that he's done and also can rim protect. So it's just kind of like from a prospect standpoint, other than LeBron, it's probably Victor Wimiano when we're just talking about the things you could do on the court. Because at his age, he could do some things on the court, you know, that Zion Williams and Ben Simmons and Andrew Wiggins probably, you know, wasn't doing especially at the level of his height and also his agility to run up and down the court, which, you know, at that size, you know, we, we all had Giannis Antetokounmpo and his agility and, you know, how he goes so, you know, from, you know, up and down the court in the quickness that he goes. But Victor can do that as well. <laughs> also can catch and shoot. Also can play in the post. Also can defend. Does he remind you of Chris Chaps at all? A little bit. That was kind of the vibe um, I was getting. I, you know, handles the ball a lot better. His ability to, to your point, um, you know, put the ball on the floor, um, catch and shoot. He definitely has him in that edge. But, you know, just the idea of being a seven, what, what is KP? Seven, three, seven, seven four three. guy that can yeah. still, you know, stretch the floor and at the same time protect the rim. Um, but I think, too, something that should be considered here is his overall longevity. Um, I think Chris Apps, again, the, the spectacle, if you will, was was there, even with the Knicks early on in his career. Um, but then as, you know, you kind of move on with your career, like, can you maintain that? And again, he's, Victor is still 18. Yeah. So it, it, it's not like we're talking about him at the age of 34. No. But just the idea that, like, you know, they're, they're going, there's going to be expectations. But for now, I think it's important for everyone. Um, just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? We like, to your point, we haven't seen a player like this in a very long time, if ever, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the closest is probably KD or KP. But, um, yeah, I mean, either way, for now, you know. I feel like the kid, um, Christos Porzingis, is more so like the, his frame or it's like the skinniness. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that he reminds me of, Christos Porzingis. What are we about to start seeing in the next, we're seeing it now. It's like guys that are like, kids are growing up, tall kids that want to score the basketball, want to put the ball in the hoop. Why? Because they grew up watching Kevin Durant do it. You know what I'm saying? And then like, they're, growing up, they're growing up watching Giannis do it. They're growing up watching Nicole Jokic. So we're about to start seeing like disciples of these players 
in the future where we got guys that are big men and very tall, but it's just like they're developing these guard skills at such a young age, even at their height. Growing up, it used to be a thing where, you know, you play basketball, guards down there, big man down there. It's not like that anymore. So I'm, I'm very looking forward to Victor. I think he's a hell of a prospect. Um, he's, he's special. Like LeBron James said, he came out and said like, yo, everybody talks about a unicorn. This guy's an alien. And that's high praise for LeBron James. But like you said, expectations are going to be extremely high because if you're asking me this question, is he the greatest prospect of all time or he's the greatest prospect we've seen since LeBron James, that means, you know, coming into the league, his certain expectations is going to be like very, very high. Yeah, and also, too, I would, like, want to see a little bit more throughout the course of their season and stuff. I mean, I think people are getting extremely excited. And obviously, he's had the framework before this. But, I mean, even still, it's like, how, how many games have been played, um, you know, before we start to truly develop you know, a, a, a big enough opinion? But from what I've seen so from, from him so far... Um, definitely a, a great, yeah. um, fantastic I mean, ball player. Definitely has a lot of potential. He's growing on me. I saw him, like the first highlights when I started paying attention was like a couple of years ago when he was out there uh, with Rudy Gobert in France. And I was just like, who is this kid? And people were talking about like, yo, oh, yeah. he's the best potential like prospect, you know, that we've seen since LeBron James. I'm like, ah, because Imani Bates was going crazy. Doing it. I'm like, ah, oh, pump the brakes. But now we're looking at it like two years later, he's gotten actually better. And it's just kind of like, yo, you know, it's kind of crazy. And for a, for a safe safety standpoint, Scoot is probably the, the pick you want to go to who's probably going to have, you know, a more like, not, I'm not going to say better career, but I'm going to say like for his longev- longevity, probably hit that check mark because like you said, Victor Wimbiana at his size, we know what comes with that. So it's just like, that's the biggest, like only probably like question mark. It's just like his size and like, is he going to be able to stay healthy, his durability? Because, you know, he's tall. He's running up and down the court. We've seen Kevin Durant have issues. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Christos Porzingis have issues. We've seen even Zion Williamson, you know, a guy with 6'6", who can jump out the gym, you know, but had a lot of size, a lot of weight on him. It's just like, go to your knees, go to your feet. So that's the only thing I'm worried about for Victor Wimbiana. Facts. I mean, but what we've seen so far, definitely a um, bright future ahead for him. Um, but just like that, y'all. All right, another fire episode, no pump fakes. We gone. Peace. <laughs>